0: Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today, and we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gopher.
1: Grace and peace, beautiful souls, rise and shine. It is a Beautiful Soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble is back with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. That is what I am here to give you a dose of. Listen, I just want to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from your phone, your home, your car, your computer, your television, or maybe even your radio this week. Again, I just want to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support and tune in to the Godcast podcast each week. I love and I appreciate all of you beautiful souls for tuning into the show and you know what, I am sending big hearts and lots of love right back to all of you all across the world. Listen, I pray that all of you beauties had an absolute blessed and amazing week last week. I can say for myself, I did have a better week. I have been in a bit of a battle and a struggle in my health, but I can say that I am improving, I am feeling so much better, and I am getting stronger each day. So I thank God for that. I am starting to feel refreshed, revived and renewed. And you know, part of that is also getting lots of rest, which I have been able to do. So I am so grateful and also thankful to God for that. So last week, beauties, I talked about your words, having power. And I kind of want to just continue that discussion this week because, you know, as we turn on the news being reported, we can recognize and even identify how the news media is designed to draw us in, suck us in, influence us and persuade our way of thinking not just sometimes, but on a regular basis. But imagine that influence being magnified due to the coronavirus pandemic within the last year and also due to racism, due to mass shootings, police shootings, voter fraud, and any and everything which has been designed to introduce and incite fear in all of us. You cannot turn on your television or go on social media without seeing or hearing negativity, doom and gloom. And, you know, last week I talked about how your words have power and I am continuing that topic this week because As I watched the press conference of the governor in the home state that I reside in on this past Friday, the governor started his press conference by reading the names of 21 people within my state who have passed away from the coronavirus since Wednesday of last week. So basically, there were 21 people who had passed away from the coronavirus within two days. And as he reminded and cautioned us to continue to wear our masks and to also get vaccinated, he began to read the 2,757th person to die from the coronavirus within my state And he would state the age and gender of the person who had passed away and what county they reside in. He would then read the next number, state the age, gender and county that person resided in and that continued until he reached the number 2,777 persons, which is the total of people who have passed away from the coronavirus. But I noticed something as he read the numbers and the statistics of those who have passed away from COVID-19. He would say, for example, our 2,758th death, our 2759th death. And let me tell you, after about the third or fourth statistic of hearing death, death, death spoken out of this man's mouth, I just began to say out loud, I speak life. I speak life. I speak life. Because if you remember last week, I talked about your words having power and I also quoted the scripture out of the book of Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21, which says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruits. And I even said that you are what you eat or what you feed your mind. People misquote that passage of Scripture all the time by saying life and death are in the power of the tongue. But I like to pay attention to things like that because I am a word person and I believe that there are no mistakes in how Scripture is written in the Word of God. And I believe that there is a reason Scripture mentions death being in the power of the tongue first. So every time I heard our governor say death, I would say out of my mouth life. It reminds me of a song our praise team used to sing when my husband was the pastor of a church called The Lighthouse. We would sing a song, I Speak Life. And I just want to play you a little bit of that song It is written and recorded by Donald Lawrence, and it features Donnie McClurkin. So I do not own the rights to this music, but I do want to play it for you. Just listen to the lyrics and allow this song to minister to you.
0: We're living in a time where everybody is struggling for their lives. The stressed, the depressed... But with the power invested in me, I came to speak life over you. I speak blessings of health, blessings of peace. To my brothers and sisters all around the world, especially those in South Africa struggling with AIDS, in Brazil, the States. I speak life, you're gonna live. Oh my brother, my sister, I speak alive, you are the head and not the tail, you will prevail, I speak Another person to a senseless death Substance abuse Gang violence Suicide because of low self-esteem The power of life and death Is in the tongue Speak life over yourself And those you love Help me sing
1: Hallelujah, you shall live and not die. The words of that song are so powerful. I mean, you cannot listen to that song and not speak life to your situation. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verse 19, it says this. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and and death. Ah, so let's pause right there because in this passage of scripture in Deuteronomy, life is mentioned first. So, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that you and your seed may live. Listen, the only way to choose life is to speak life. I had so much coming to me as I studied this out because I mentioned last week that in St. Luke chapter eight, verse 11, it says that the seed is the word of God. I also talked about the woman carrying the seed. But watch this. It is the man who plants the seed. So this is for my brothers, because last week I talked to my sisters and my brother, Pastor Golden, shout out to him. He reminded me that I do have some male listeners out there. So this is for all of my brothers who are also some beautiful dope souls yourselves but here it is. I want to emphasize this. Ladies, we cannot carry seed without our men planting the seed. And here's the thing, men, you not only have the ability to plant seeds naturally, but you even have a mandate spiritually to plant seeds within the lives of your family. Brothers, since you carry seed and you have the ability to plant seed, it is your responsibility as the planter and as the leader of your households to use your God-given rights, power, and authority to continue to plant seeds of love, health, wealth, prosperity, healing, forgiveness, deliverance, salvation, and life into your wife, your children, your family members, and all of those around you whom you love and care about. This is so important to plant seeds of life by speaking life because when your children leave your presence, there are so many other influences out there in the world which will plant seeds of doubt, disbelief, doom, and gloom. So men, you have a responsibility to your family, to your children, to pour seeds of life within them. And whatever you plant in them, trust me, it is going to spring back up in them. So that is the reason why it is important to not only speak life, but when you speak life, Your words will also bring life. When our governor was asked about the effects of people who choose not to be vaccinated and what that might look like for our state in the future, this is what he said. And I quote, he said, there is going to be a lot of sad singing and slow walking. I mean, do you hear the words which are being spoken and not only that, but do you also get the mental picture that was portrayed when he said that? I mean, you get a picture in your mind of singing sad songs at a funeral and being in a state of depression. This is the mental picture which was being painted. Do you see the seeds which were planted into the lives and into the ears of the people he addressed? And I want to say this. There are those who do have peace about taking the vaccine. Some of you have probably already taken the vaccine. And there are those of us who are still not comfortable with taking it. People are still hesitant and even reluctant to take the vaccine. And I'll be honest with you, whatever you decide or whatever you have decided about taking the vaccine, listen, that is your business. That is between you and God. It is your choice. It is your prerogative to do what you are comfortable with And what you have peace about. But a red flag goes up to me whenever someone is using a scare tactic in order to shame you, influence you, intimidate you and manipulate you into doing something that you do not want to do or something that you do not feel comfortable to do. And one way to find out or figure out someone's motives or their tactics in planting certain seeds is to examine the source that it is coming from. And if you are being scared into making the choice and decision which is best for you, well, we all know where fear comes from. Fear is from the enemy and faith comes from God. So if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, fear also comes from hearing because remember, for everything God has, the enemy mimics, copies, and he has a counterfeit for it. So once again, if faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, fear comes from hearing and hearing by the words which are being spoken by the enemy, who coincidentally does not have the ability to speak life. He only has the ability to speak lies. This is something God really spoke to me about when I was going through my breast cancer diagnosis. And I'm going to take a short break, but when I come back from the break, I do want to share with you something that I learned directly from God when the enemy tried to incite and instill fear within me over my breast cancer diagnosis almost nine years ago. When we come back from the break, I am going to share a lesson that I learned about faith and fear, which came directly from God. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, beauties, and welcome back to the show. Before the break, I shared with you that God taught me a lesson about faith and fear when I was going through my breast cancer diagnosis almost nine years ago, and I am coming up on my nine-year anniversary on April the 24th. It was 2012 when I was diagnosed, and praise God, I am still cancer-free, but I do want to share this with you, a lesson that I learned from God that he taught me himself And this came directly from God's mouth. I was at my doctor's appointment one day and I was standing outside and a wasp flew past me. Now, normally for people who know me, I am not bug and insect friendly. And it's really hard to believe that I used to climb trees and play in the dirt making mud pies. But yes, that was me as a little girl. But typically, if I would see an insect like that, a bee or a wasp, I would quickly just move away from it. Okay, actually, I'd kind of run away from it, but this time... I just stood there and I watched it fly around. And as I stared at it, standing outside of my doctor's office, and as I watched it fly, I heard the spirit of the Lord say to me, for without faith, it is impossible to please God. And God said this to me. The same way faith brings pleasure to me, fear brings pleasure to the enemy. So I'm going to say it to you like this Fear is foreplay for the enemy. And you know what happens when you have foreplay. If you play long enough, seed will end up being deposited. And before you know it, you have allowed the enemy to impregnate you with doubt, with fear, with unbelief, and you end up carrying seed from the enemy instead of carrying seeds of faith, which should have been planted in you by God. And listen, the enemy knows this because going back to the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 15, God told the enemy, I will put enmity, which is hatred between thee and the woman, And between your seed and her seed, it shall bruise your head, meaning her seed, and you shall bruise his heel. So it is the enemy's job to try and stop you from receiving seed, which has already been mandated to bruise, break and destroy the head of the enemy. The enemy is still trying to taint the seed, which is being deposited by impregnating you with seeds of doubt, seeds of unbelief, replacing God's seeds, which is the word of God, with his seeds, because he knows that God said that the woman's seed would break him. So again, how is the enemy able to accomplish the type of seeds Which he chooses to deposit in your life, it is when the enemy begins to constantly speak and feed you fear in your life. But you know what? God has given us power and authority in our own mouths to either speak death or speak life. And you know what? I choose to speak life every single time. Every time you hear seeds of fear, remember where those seeds are coming from. They are coming from the enemy and you have to silence the enemy and his lies and begin to embrace and celebrate truth. And the truth is you shall prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. The truth is you shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. The truth is no weapon formed against you shall prosper and every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. The truth is you are the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. The truth is you are blessed in the city and blessed in the field. The truth is God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can imagine, ask, or think according to the power that works in you. And guess what? That power is in your tongue and your tongue has the power to speak life. As you speak, every time you open up your mouth with the word of God, you are crushing the heads of your enemies. Here's what Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 says, It says a soft answer turns away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Verse two says the tongue of the wise uses knowledge, but the mouth of fools pours out foolishness. Verse three says the eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. And listen, watch this. Verse four says a wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. What does that mean? It means that a gentle tongue is a tree of a life, but perverseness will break the spirit. Kind words help and heal, but cutting words will wound and maim. So my question to you is this, are the words you speak or the seeds you deposit helping and healing or wounding and destroying? Because the words that you speak can be spirit and life to offer someone else hope and healing. Listen, this world can be so incredibly cruel, critical and hateful with the words That you hear, which is being spoken over your life every single day. I mean, all you have to do is turn on the news or go on social media. But today, I want you to know that our antidote as brothers and sisters in Christ against those seeds which we hear spoken over our lives on a daily basis is to speak life. That's the antidote to speak encouragement, to speak positivity because our words are sealed with the power and the authority to break the words which have been spoken over our lives by the enemy. You can either speak death or you can speak life because your words will mold and form your situation. You can either speak death to your marriage or you can speak life. You can either speak death to your body or you can speak life. You can speak death to a diagnosis or you can speak life. I am a witness, listen, a living witness that when you speak life, you are choosing life over your body, over your marriage, over your ministry, over your children. You are speaking life to your family. You are speaking life to your financial situation, life to your circumstances, life to anxiety, life to depression, life to your mind. Listen, speak words that inspire and encourage, words that will build up and not tear down, words that will deposit seeds of love, healing, hope, and forgiveness. It is imperative that you speak words of health and healing over your life because words have destroyed marriages, relationships, even friendships and the lives of people in general, just by people not choosing their words wisely and carefully. In the book of Philippians chapter one, verse 14, it says this, speak the word without fear. So when the enemy tries to come at you and speak doubt and disbelief and speak fear in your life, Listen, you counteract every word that he says with the word of God. We have the perfect example of that happening when the enemy came to tempt Jesus and even quoted scripture. But you know what? Jesus came right back at the enemy with the word. So you can speak the word to the enemy without having any fear. Speak words of wisdom. Speak words of power love, words of purity, words of peace, and words of life, because the word of God is spirit and it is life. So speak the word without fear, because God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. In Psalm 119, 103, it says, how sweet are your words to my taste, Sweeter than honey to my mouth. Ephesians chapter four, verses 31 and 32 says this Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32 says, And be ye kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So your words can be sweet or your words can be bitter. And you may say, well, if I'm speaking truth, sometimes the truth hurts. And yes, words can hurt. Whoever came up with the saying or the phrase, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt. Listen, I don't know who said that, but yes, words hurt. And words affect you a lot of times, probably most of the time, deeper than any object that would be able to physically hurt you. Because when people speak things over your life, it is deposited deep into your spirit and it can cut your spirit. And that's the reason why God uses his word, because the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And we all know what a sword does. A sword cuts, a sword divides. And the word of God has the ability to divide spirit and flesh. But here's the thing. Even if words hurt when you are speaking truth, Ephesians chapter four, verse 15 says this, speak the truth in love. So yes, you can speak truth, but speak the truth in love. Because when it's spoken in love, it will bring health and healing, not hurt and hatred. Before I end the show today, I want to leave you with this quote from the Word of God out of Psalms 1914. It says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. So listen, the next time you are tempted not to speak life into someone else's life, ask yourself, are my words being accepted by God and are my words pleased by God? So in order to know whether or not your words are pleasing and acceptable, you can meditate on God's word, listen to his word, speak his word in order to speak life and bring life. Listen, beauties, that is my time. Remember to speak life and fight for your life because you shall live and not die. So keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life Keep feasting on the word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy. Body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind. Keep a beautiful mind. And never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you.
0: We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.